0: And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet this week's guest.
1: There you go. Hello again, everyone. This is Brett Ridgeway, and I want to welcome you to another edition of the Spotlight on Speaking Show. And my guest this week is uh, kind of a tag on to a family affair. I had JJ Childers on a, f- a few episodes ago, and uh, this week, I have Tracy Childers, and Tracy's the co founder of an online membership software called Wishlist Member. Wishlist Member is a powerful yet easy to use plugin that turns any WordPress site into a full blown membership site. Business owners, speakers, authors, and information publishers around the globe have used Wishlist Member on more than 100,000 membership sites, online courses, and communities. Since 2008. Man, I didn't realize it was 15 years old, Tracy. Tracy Emily <laughs> resides in Memphis, Tennessee, with his wife while enjoying their new empty nester lifestyle. His hobbies include traveling, snowboarding, mountain biking, small DIY projects, and running. Man, that sounds like an active life, man. So, okay. welcome, welcome, welcome Tracy Chuders to the Spotlight on Speaking Show.
2: Thanks for having me, Brad. I appreciate the invite, and uh, we go way back, so I'm very happy to be here.
1: Well, I appreciate you being here. So, as I mentioned, I interviewed your brother a few weeks ago, J.J. Childers, and one of the things that we talked about, Tracy, was how part of his speaking journey included being involved in his dad's trainings and helping in various aspects of that. So, I mean, if you don't know, John Childers, who is J.J. and Tracy's dad, is one of the speaking industry icons and did speaker training for years and years and years. And I'm just curious, did uh, part of your journey also include being involved with your father's business in some way?
2: Yeah, it definitely did, Brett. And I think that my journey might have been a little bit different uh, than my brother JJ's journey. Um, You're talking about speaking, and certainly we both grew up in a a family where it involves speaking. So kind of at an early age, we both had different opportunities to get involved And for me, I look back way, way back when, Brett, and uh, you'll relate to this. I don't know if I've ever even shared this with you before, but when I was around 11 or 12 years old is when my father was, uh, he had already started speaking and he started getting more into speaking and he would sell uh, home study courses. You know, We call them information products, home study courses. And uh, I was, my title of the company was director of shipping. (laughs) So what that meant was I ran the audio tape duplicators. I put the packages in the binders and I did all the shrink wrapping. And then whenever he would go out and speak, he would come back with a stack of orders. And then I would uh, package those things up and put them in boxes and then ship them out. So I guess my initial, um, introduction to the whole industry as a whole was really kind of behind the scenes. And so I was really just mostly intrigued with the whole idea of information products, something that you can create once and you can sell over and over and over. Actually, that was probably my biggest intrigue, even more so uh, than me actually speaking, because at the time, you know, I was really young. And so I didn't really think in in my mind, oh, yeah, I'm going to go out and be a speaker, you know, I was only 12 years old. So I got really into um, all of that. And then fast forward, I uh, went uh, to college and uh, graduated with a degree in marketing and uh, realized that um, I I had this call with my dad one day and I was like, dad, you know, I'm like three months away from graduating with a degree in marketing and i don't know anything at all about marketing (laughs) (laughs) and what he told me right then was was really important and he said you know you didn't necessarily go to college just to to learn about marketing anything that you want to learn you'll be able to learn on your own what you have done is you've established Uh, that you can do what you said you were going to do. And I found that that's carried through in my entire career. Once you decide that you're going to do something, that's when it actually happens. And so that kind of carried over into me. Uh, Finally, as I got a little bit older, uh, I started, um, I guess, really my first real experience was Uh, Well, let me back up. I did, I did some public speaking in college, you know, just because you take speech class and do things like that. Uh, Then uh, my father and I started this company. And it was a travel related company. And we were running lots of marketing. And uh, we would do an information. It was a cassette tape back then and people, we would run radio shows, and people would call in and listen Uh, to the radio show and then order uh, a cassette tape and so in the beginning it was natural I mean that was my dad that did the recordings but Mm -hmm. as we moved along I started running the company and then started taking over more and more stuff and so then I had the opportunity uh, to start recording some of those radio shows and that got me into I guess maybe um maybe a path of saying, okay, now I'm more a little bit more comfortable speaking uh, to an audience. And that was a, a recorded one, but certainly that led to me speaking in front of audiences.
1: So, I mean, you tell the story about you doing the product fulfillment for your father. Now, was that the Children's Chunks product or was that before that even? Oh, no,
2: that was way before that. <laughs> um, th- this was maybe
1: 15
2: uh to 20 years before that Um, back then he was teaching people how to invest in real estate Mm -hmm. and he wrote a book and had a home study course that he called the lazy way to buy real estate and then he had another one called the abcs of um commercial property or something like that so he had lots of
1: different uh products
2: prior to doing the children's chunks
1: so how long ago was that first real stage appearance for you tracy and what were you talking about at that point in time
2: So probably my first uh, live stage experience came after I started recording the information uh, products on the radio shows. And we had an opportunity. It was a business opportunity where people could um, uh, buy in to this travel company. And so... I would present it on stage when there were people at all uh, these conferences where they were learning just about different business opportunities. They might have been learning about real estate or uh, investing in the stock market. Um, No matter what it was, it was still a good fit uh, for anybody that was in business. So I had a shot and I would speak on stage. And, you know, the stages, uh, they varied. You know, sometimes there might be 50 people in the audience. Uh, sometimes 100, sometimes even 500. Um, so I got a good bit of experience. And I forgot one thing uh, before that, um, Brett. Even prior to that, when when both uh, my brother and I were in college, we were working as back of the room road crew, you would call it. Yep. And the first real bit of speaking experience came by by learning a memorized introduction. And it was supposed to be delivered a very specific way. And so, you know, I was a um, young guy, like in my uh, early 20s, you know, probably 20 when I was doing this, but I I had to memorize a specific introduction and that would open up the the setting for the seminar. And then when we come back after the break, there was another separate introduction. And so that kind of got my feet wet to have a little bit of experience there.
1: I like to say, Tracy, there are in my mind three kinds of speakers: the keynote presenter, the platform seller, and then the person who just does it to share content, to build credibility for whatever their core business is. So which of those arenas have you played in, and which are those arenas do you like the best?
2: I'd probably say um that I I've done uh almost all of them, other than being uh the keynote speaker, I have been in a position where I wasn't selling anything and I was just highlighted as a speaker, mostly for online conferences and things like that, Mm -hmm. uh, because I was teaching about an expertise. Um, I've definitely sold stuff from the stage. The majority of what I've done has been uh, selling probably or uh, probably delivering presentations for my specific company. And I'm, to answer your question, I'm not sure which one I like the best. I remember uh, potentially uh, selling your own product. See, up until the time I had been selling to a stage and I was selling somebody else's product. I was selling the opportunity of our company. It wasn't until uh, I remember this one point in time and my father's like, you really need to have your own product that you sell same thing with jj and jj's expertise was something entirely different than mine and mine was it's funny my one of my friends says everybody doesn't understand what you do everybody listening to this uh podcast probably would understand this but i i explained it all to him he goes let me let me see if i got this right he says you sell a home study course that teaches people how to make their own home study course. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. And I did that for a long time. I used to teach, um, because I was tech savvy, you know, I would teach people, Hey, here's how you record your audio. Here's how you edit it with a little, um, audio editing application and all sorts of different things like that. So that was really the first time I was selling my own product, but I've always been, I guess, kind of more intrigued with the, actual creation of the products if you said so that's kind of how i got into maybe the software business
1: okay we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more in a a bit but uh as a speaker what do you think your three maybe biggest keys to success have been tracy
2: that's a good question brett and um, one of the things that i'd say is probably uh the most important thing that i've found is to really be yourself you know you started this by saying you know my father's a well-known speaker uh my brother's done a lot of speaking uh far more than i have and then i've done a pretty good amount all three of us are very different people so if i went in and i tried to copy my father's style i probably wouldn't do so well with it if i went in and tried to copy my brother's style I wouldn't do well with that at all because I'm just a different person. I think the key is to find out who you are and what you're uh, the best interested in. And I guess my skill set was being, hey, this guy's really down to earth, and he can really show me how to do what I really need to get done.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
2: I think that was probably um the biggest. Uh, thing that had an impact on me personally is not trying to be somebody who I wasn't. I'd say the, the next thing that's really important for anybody that wants to get into speaking is you absolutely have to, um, sometimes this might not be a great word, but network, you know, you have to learn how to meet people. And a lot of that is just showing up at conferences. And then you got to be out there and and meeting people and seeing who does what. And it's not so much that you're like, hey, I'm trying to meet this person so that it's just, hey, I need as many people to know who I am, because when these opportunities come up, then they'll say, oh, well, you would probably want to talk with Tracy Childers, you know, because he's good at that. You know, so I think that that's probably the biggest key for me. Um, are those two things.
1: Well, I, I definitely think that you know, your relationship capital is probably your most important business asset. And it's something that people need to fully cultivate and make sure that they have a systematic approach to managing those relationships so that they can be nurtured. And you gotta come up from a, a giving standpoint initially, certainly, but yeah. you know, it's those people that know you that when you want to do a new product launch or are putting something out there for the first time, they're happy to help you out because of the relationship that you form with them. So I do have a couple other questions I want to ask Tracy, but before we continue, let's take a short break for a word from our sponsor.
0: Great. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran, Brett Ridgway, has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgewaycom forward slash freebie.
1: And we are back with the Spotlight on Speaking Show. My guest this week is Tracy Childers. And one of my favorite questions to ask my guest, Tracy, is, all right, bear your soul a little bit here, buddy. Don't be afraid to embarrass yourself. Share, share a mistake or two that you made along the way that you would highly advise aspiring speakers not to make.
2: Wow. Um <laughs> I probably got more than the most most people. <laughs> uh so let me think. Um, you know, one thing that I do remember at one point in time, uh when I was out uh, selling packages is you're always looking for, hey, I wanna tweak this to see if this can get a little bit better. Uh, and and maybe I could say this in a different way and that might resonate with some people. And uh, I think that whenever you're doing that, it's a really good I- good idea. It's kind of like split testing on a website, right? You always wanna try something different, but I don't think it's a good idea to just do it on the fly without really thinking it through or running it by somebody else that has some speaking experience. You know, you might just find uh, a friend in the field that does speaking and is like, Hey, I was thinking about tweaking my presentation like this. Tell me your thoughts. So at least you get some feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, another one uh, that I'd say is uh, my trajectory as a speaker was uh you know, I was headed up and starting to speak more and more. And then I just kind of pulled back and said, you know what, I'm not really sure that I want to speak as much anymore. And um, part of that was that I, I liked it, but I didn't love it. And I think the biggest part of me not loving it was um, in my mind, I felt like I was comparing myself to other people. And so I think that that's just a a killer thing for anybody that wants to uh, continue as a speaker. You cannot compare yourself to people that have way more experience than you. Mm -hmm. You got to just keep at it, keep at it, keep at it and get better and better and better. Almost everybody that I know that's a really good speaker, if you go back and look at when they started, they were not a really good speaker. It comes with lots of experience. And yeah. so uh, if you really want to do that, don't ever uh, hold back for any reason. Just just get out there and do it as much as you possibly can.
1: Well, that's such great advice, Tracy. And now with your permission, I'd like to go on a, a slight side tangent because of your experience with membership site software and all that. I mean, a lot of speakers out there will be forming or you know should form membership sites as part of their product mix or whatever. So... What might you know two or three keys to success in terms of building the membership site be for a speaker out there yeah
2: i like that question brett um you know if if we go all the way back to um when i said i was packaging up these uh audio cassette tapes uh, never did eight tracks but audio cassette tapes <laughs> and then that turned into vhs and then later when i was teaching people to create it it was. CDs and DVDs, you know, and it's just it's what people expected at the time. Then we started to move into an era where, um, oh, I'll put everything, all this stuff, on one USB drive, and I'll just ship you the USB drive. Now it's it's like pretty much across the board, it's acceptable to have digital products. So um, when we talk about membership sites, it can mean a lot of things, and a lot of people think, oh, that just means. Uh, you're selling something monthly, not necessarily a membership site really means that you had to have a membership in order to access it. It may be in the form of you speaking from stage and you selling uh, and the promoter collected the money and then they give you the orders and now you fulfill it. So I like to say um, you should have a mixture of courses and also kind of ongoing content so that uh, you can keep the people engaged. Because if you just create a whole course and just deliver it to them, that's great. But then it's like a lot of them won't actually even consume it. Uh, there's like, oh, I, I like the idea. But you, you want to have the best possible content that you can. And you also want to provide ongoing content so that you can keep uh, your customers engaged with you.
1: And I also I would also encourage that if you do a membership type site, whatever the content is, that you consider including some offline touches to your membership too. Because if you're digital only, it could be so easily out of sight, out of mind. And I mean, think about our, our friend Armand Moore and Tracy. I mean, he has his Marketing University, hundreds of people. It's primarily a digital platform, obviously, but once a month he sends a physical magazine to his members with articles related to internet marketing and all that reminds them of the value that he continues to bring to them and drives them back into the membership site. So don't hesitate to include some offline touches in with your members, in addition to everything that you may put online. So talking about wishlist member a little bit, Tracy, why don't you take a minute or so if you would and tell a little bit people more about what that platform is all about and how they can get involved in your world or the wishlist world if they so choose. Sure. So
2: Wishlist Member works as a WordPress plugin, and uh, we started it back in 2008, and we built it out of a need uh, for ourselves. We actually, back in the day, there were were some memberships. Everything in WordPress, as it was growing, it was all about the themes. And people say, oh, you could sign up for our monthly theme club. And so uh, a friend of mine, Stu McLaren, and I uh, teamed up and we had an idea. We want to be the first uh, plugin of the month club, hmm. and that's what we. And in order to do that, we needed to have our own membership plugin to run the thing. And we didn't quite realize that there was that big of a demand for it back then. And so we started on that, and and it just kept growing and growing and growing because we found. Uh, that all the people that we were interacting with that were attending these online conferences and selling information, they had pretty much the same needs that we did. Uh, Mm -hmm. They needed to have a way for people to log in and, and control access. Like, okay, you're, you get access to this course because you bought that thing and you get access to this, or some people bought access to everything. So it was all about the control and setting it up and that was back in 2008, so certainly things have evolved over the time. And now we've also built out our own course platform and we call that the Course Cure. And so those two things working together is, uh, List Member controls the access, who gets access to what, and it has the payment integrations depending on how you wanna collect money, whether that be manually, like I said, in an offline environment at, at a, a seminar, Or if you want to set this thing up with uh, Stripe or PayPal or, or any number, we have a lot of different shopping cart systems so that people can check out online. And then um, the course cure is actually a builder for you typing in, Hey, here's my course. Here's the title of course, the description, here's um, the modules, here's the lessons. And you type that in and it uploads and it creates the whole thing kind of in a format Uh, so that people can easily digest your course. And it also tracks the progress so that they know what they've watched and what they haven't watched.
1: And to get more information on either of those, go
2: to where? The best place to go is wishlistmember.com. And we also have Course Cure on a separate site
1: at coursecure.com. All right. We'll make sure that those URLs are in the show notes down below for you. So you can direct link to those if you'd like to check them out. So before we wrap it up today, Tracy, and any final words of wisdom for the aspiring speaker out there?
2: Yeah, I'd say the biggest thing is uh, be consistent and uh, show up. And also in the beginning, uh, no matter where you are, if you really want to get good, you're going to have to do some work. And uh, sometimes people say, they come up with excuses like, well, I can't do the work if I can't get a speaking gig, right? Well, that's not actually true. You can do the work because you could be recording yourself or uh, working on your presentation every single day. And after 30 days, If you record 30 days in a row, you're going to see a huge difference of where you are at the end of the 30 days compared to where you start. And you're way more likely to get invited onto um, a podcast or anything like that if you have a better skill set and you're posting uh, things out so that people can
1: actually see uh, the type of content that you're capable of delivering. All right. Well, great advice, Tracy. And I want to thank you so much for joining me today. This has been another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking show. If you haven't been to the website yet, go on over to SpotlightOnSpeaking.com where you can check out all the episodes and register there so you can be notified of upcoming episodes. And then I would also encourage you to go to BrettRidgeway.com and check out everything that's there. But as always, I wish you the best of success in all that you do. And may 2023 be your greatest year yet. Take care.
0: This has been the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. Be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business. Until next week, thank you for tuning in. And remember to visit our website at SpotlightOnSpeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one. While you're here, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Spotlight on Speaking show. Until then, our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business.